0: What y'all did? Boom. Um, uh the fuck y'all did? Um, uh, we, uh, we went on the, um, the a most, violent. Yeah, a most violent. Yeah, violent killing spree right. all around the country. We've <laughs> been killing people all this month. All month, man. <laughs> if y'all was out and was reading the papers. You ain't heard about it before? No, no, no. Claude and Ray? Claude and Ray? <laughs> Fuck it, you know. Sometimes you got to do certain shit. It's just enough that people know you that throat. you know I yeah. go where I need to go you to mean, get it man. done. Yeah. If you push my button, it's no telling what I may do. Stab yeah. you, don't choke you, fuck, bite you. you know? Know? I mean, whatever it takes to make a you motherfucker I mean? stop existing, I would do that. I wish the spoon was sharp. I stab a nigga right now. I bit one motherfucker to death. Don't fuck with us. Nah, you don't really mm-hmm. wanna fuck with yeah. us. Hey. You know what? Press the wrong button, nigga, pop.
1: Hey, girl. You gonna eat your cornbread?
0: Mm-mm. Oh, Trevor. Don't say not to. You talking to me? Yeah, I think you're talking to you. Um, no, not, not at all. Um, I want you to have it. Uh, Willie, you mind passing this down to? Uh, hey, no, hiya, Willie. Don't, don't pass your cornbread to him. But that's your cornbread. Ray, I'm a grown man. Okay, I'm not gonna eat this cornbread if he wants the cornbread. Damn it! Have done cornbread. Now, if he wants some cornbread, let him go up to the front and get his own portion of cornbread. That's your cornbread. Fuck him. Hey, man, he gonna eat his cornbread. All right. Fuck you, Ray. Look, I don't. I don't need you to to. to Take up for me. I'm all right. I'm a, I'm a grown man. I can handle it. If have you life. let him have your cornbread, you're gonna be ironing his drawers and clipping his toenails. Shit. I don't <laughs> know Maybe I will eat your cornbread. Oh, oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread bread get the taste out your mouth, that's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck that. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. And that go for you and any other you motherfucking Ooh. farmers want to try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's going to be right. consequences and repercussions.
1: Back once again to another episode of the Study Hall Podcast with your Let's boy Dre, Yo. Arsene, and Meat. My brothers, um <laughs> we've had a very uh interesting day as is, as it already has been. How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling, everybody? Let's do our kick ins. Uh,
2: I'm cool, bro. I'm at a smooth shem, You know what I'm saying? 7.5. Um I need this Veterans Day to come real quick. So I could give me a nice little sleep in and I could give me some nice little free food, you feel me? Outside of that though, uh yeah. These breaks that's about to come up in second quarter, I need them. ASAP. But other than that, I'm cool. Cool. Everything, health is wealth, wealth is health,
3: all that. I'm cooler. What about you, Marshall? Um, um...
4: Yep, that's about all I got. Uh, <laughs> this week, uh, if I have to keep it up, I've been debating whether or not I was going to say this, uh, talk about this on here, um, but this week has been, for lack of better terminology, garbage. Um, complete and utter garbage. Um, if I had to put it in a scale of one to ten, in all aspects, everything was at a zero. Um it was literally one of those weeks where if you we'll have to talk about it offline. Um all three of us we have to talk about it offline, but um let's just say I'm grateful to be here today. That's all I could say. So yeah. What say you, Dre? Um
1: I think similar, um similar feelings. It was rough. Um the first half of the week the show was rough. But you know, toward the back end, start uh, looking alive, but things are starting to shake up as far as going a little bit in my favor. But all in all, it was it was cool. Um, I want to say that our earlier combos kind of live in my um, energy, but I was a little down. I think it's the weather too. You know, it got a little bit colder in in the city. I don't know where you listen to this from, but this week has definitely been a little fall. When I
4: tell you I'm irritated about this goddamn weather because my knee hurts like hell right now. And if you old like me and we don't have Meg the knees like we used to because we was pop-locking and dropping it and doing the jerk and the reject and soldier boying up in this home, then you know your knees hurt like hell when it starts to get cold outside. And I have a goddamn knee brace on my right knee and I need one on my left one right now because it is cold and I'm hurting. I hate this shit. Only for oh. it to be fucking 80 degrees in three days. And I'm like, bitch, if you don't pick a struggle, it is November. Choose quickly.
2: All I'm going to say is, episode three and four, y'all niggas was asking for this. That's all I'm going to say. And y'all I was did, begging because
4: it. I didn't want my damn dick to melt the fuck off my body, because it was too goddamn hot in the city of Atlanta. But I need you to quit going back and forth, because that's how niggas get pneumonia. Ain't that what your grandma used to tell you? You ain't got no clothes on when it get warm outside, even though it was just 35 the day before. This pneumonia weather. That's how you niggas get sick.
2: I mean, I got sick this week, so yeah, and it is because of the change My of weather. Point.
4: Exactly.
1: <laughs> How'd you get sick, so. Meach? What, what what happened to you, buddy?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I just woke up. Like a head was hurting. I was like, I can't even do it, guy. I had a bad cough. I, I can't tell. Ch- I was
4: right there, and I'm gonna refrain. As you should. Again, um, only one of us could have starred in the best black exploitation movie of 1992. <laughs>
2: Any, no, oh, I was about to say, yeah, only one of us, huh? Only one of us, but yeah, the change of the weather always fucked me up. But I'm just saying, I wasn't asking for it. I was cool. Y'all niggas was asking for it, so you got what you wanted.
1: Well, so sound like a little rona in your system. Sound like, but you know, it's okay. Little rona. It's just like a nice little vacay. A so we'll...
2: little rona got it. <laughs> little rona.
1: You said you woke up coughing, couldn't see, couldn't breathe. You, you jumped this off the
4: deep end, though. You just assumed it was coronavirus.
2: Corona got it, gang. The fact that we could, what, two, two three years later can say shit like this? Because your ass would have got canceled saying some shit like this three years.
4: Like, this would have been the last episode of the State of Power podcast fucking with Trey. Oh, God, bro. Oh, God.
1: Have either one of y'all had corona before?
2: Hell
4: yeah. I think I caught it when it first came out. Like, when niggas didn't know what it was. Like, it was winter break in December of 2019. This is back when I was living in Memphis. And I literally got sick. I, I, when I say I felt the fever come on, like, my house had this- The heat was on blast in my house. And I immediately, I was like, what the fuck Then caught me off guard? Nigga, I was out of it for four days. And then when I heard the symptoms of it, I had it. Like, it... That shit was not fun at all.
2: Nigga, he was, he was an early adopter. That shit crazy as hell. That shit crazy. That nigga, the soldier boy, is like corona. Patient, uh, what
1: is it, patient zero? zero.
4: Yeah, yes, let me bro. find out. I wasn't patient Toronto zero, but shit, yeah, I figured out I had that shit. That's that's when I also got the intuitive nudge of to not go get the vaccine. And here yeah. I am yeah. three years later, and I'm proving that that, that nudge was correct in its entirety. Yeah.
2: You a ain't have it before Soldier Boy. You ain't have it before Soldier Boy. So Soldier Boy was the first <laughs> ever rapper that had that
4: shit. You know what I'm saying? Soldier Boy need to go calm his ass down. Did y'all see that that nigga was uh tried to come at J. Cole a few days ago when J. Cole was literally giving that nigga his props?
2: No, but no, something I'm wrong with Soldier Boy. J. Cole
4: <laughs> literally was on a podcast with lit Yacht against somebody else that I'm I'm not familiar with it, but it, it was on my TikTok feed. And um uh, Cole was talking about how he used to hate on Soulja Boy music back in the day, but now he recognized, like, you know, how much of a pioneer he was in his time for a lot of the shit that's going on right now, and a lot of stuff that came subsequently after he went, you know, mainstream. And Soulja Boy came back, was like, you know, uh, J. Cole better quit talking about me. I ain't like these other rap niggas or some shit like that. Essentially, like, J. Cole was like, yeah, I was wrong, and now I'm, you know... I see the light now and yeah I don't know what what Soulja Boy was indulging in or had indulged in prior to that conversation but uh, yeah the pictures that they used him though he don't look that healthy Hmm.
2: J. Cole also said something in that interview about his track with Drake that nigga just kind of glossed I mean he pretty much agreed with Joe Budden that said that he buried that nigga on his own song but you know he he kind of said in his J Cole diplomatic way, "Oh, he gonna he gonna get his look back. He gonna look to get his look back.
1: You got to,
2: because everybody know that you got killed." I, I was if, about to say, "Where can was the he lie in the but but can he though?" That's the problem. That's the question. Like, can he? That's my thing. I don't know if he can.
4: Uh, when you say can he, do you mean like Is as in ability of- wise, or what do you mean? He's capable. As in-
2: as his in J. Cole J. Cole never slowed down, gang.
4: Oh yeah, that's he'll true.
2: never he'll never not come on his A game. That's my that, thing. That that, J. Cole true. look J. Cole looks at the craft like that. Feel me? So I don't know. I agree.
1: And I think that uh-huh. when when the light skinned dude come on his A game, it's a long day for ninety nine percent of of people. But which one is both of we- them by light skinned? We don't want to talk about Cole. He he rapped like a nigga, like a dark skinned, struggle bound nigga. He 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 rapped like he he rapped
4: like a field nigga. Is that what you're telling me? Is that <laughs> what you're telling me right now, Dre? He
1: rapped like the rent is due and massa is at the oh, dope. God, I yeah, wow. yeah, yeah when I say light skinned. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And it's granted, it's far and few between now because of his, his output. And he doesn't, I feel like, giving us too many. um... Moments where he just rapping, rapping again. But when he want to, I definitely feel like them folks focus on toe to toe. But right now, please, yeah, break,
2: God damn, bro, the next album, yeah. you taking a break, please, bro. Just give us one actual for the dogs, for the niggas, bro, for the guys, for your, for the niggas that's here to hear you rap, bro. Please, bro, I'm tired of these niggas talking down on you as your rapping skills, bro, and you giving them every reason to do that, bro. Please, please. Anyways, that shit he's irking like a, my he's, soul, bro. He's Speaking
4: being to attractive. people, uh, giving giving reasons, y'all, y'all heard, about, heard about this Saucy Santana and DJ Academics beef,
2: right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that nigga Saucy Santana gangster fuck, I ain't gonna lie, to was,
4: but that is a real nigga right there. I'm sorry. What he say? So, yeah. in short, I have to find a video and send it to you. But in short, uh. DJ Academics has been known for talking cash money shit about women rappers, um, about women in general, right? And niggas, Uh, I'm
2: I'm not gonna let you get that off.
4: He be going at niggas too. He be going at niggas, but like from what the streets been saying, right? The way he goes at women is definitely not on par as the way that he go at niggas, right? I don't know. So I'm just women, telling you I, what the streets told me. I because you know I don't pay attention to this shit until it get real until it get real spicy and real petty because you know I Yeah, I, I yeah, like yeah, go ahead. Yeah, though. I'm just telling you what the streets told me. So the streets was telling me that he don't necessarily come at the women folk like that. And so um saucy Santana and well, saucy Santana well, excuse me, academics came at which one of the city girls is is it Carisha or is it JT? One I of I think them. he came he at came, Carisha. Carisha, thank you. Because I knew one of them was, whichever one was Dane Diddy. Um, he came back to Carisha talking bullshit, per usual. And because Saucy Santana is a real nigga from New Jersey, uh, basically told academics to pull up and fight him. And when he get to fight him, he gonna fuck him in the ass. No, no, and no, then, no, no,
2: no, no. He that was the first one. Knock, That's the first one. He said, I'm gonna knock you out. Then I'm going to take your cheeks.
4: Okay. Thank you for that clarification. So that was the first thing. So then academics come back and say, you know, he don't, he don't feel comfortable coming after Saucy Santana because the things that he say are going to be perceived as homophobic, which I'm going to take a quick pause here and say, if you feel like they're going to be perceived as homophobic, they probably are. Like, there's no gray area between that, sir. And so he felt like, you know, oh... The community is gonna come after me and I can't fight him because he's essentially too feminine to fight. If anybody knows anything about the gay niggas, the one thing that we're gonna do is throw hands and we're gonna win every time, right? The only time it might be a, a hard 12 rounds is if it's two gay niggas fighting. Because um. sure. Oh. Um, no word. So Saucy came back and said, All right, so now he got more to say. He was like, You could talk about me. The only thing that you got that you could really say about me is that I'm gay and I put on fingernails and I act feminine and I act like a CSC and this is that a third. He was like, But I got three songs that I put out, you know, this year and they ain't do so well. You could talk about that. You could talk about how, you know, this, this, this is that the third about my career. You can talk about all the other stuff that I be doing. But the only thing that you could choose to land on is me being gay. He was like, well, what, what's real tea here? And so then WAC 100 is now involved in it in some way, shape, form, or fashion And how. And essentially academics got on the air, was crying like a little bitch because Saucy Tantana checked his ass for the fuckery that he was saying. And yeah, that's how we're here today. Any questions from the crowd or the audience or the classroom?
1: Oh my god. Oh. I know that
4: was a lot to take in, but yeah. All right.
1: All point see,
3: point hey. Yo. <laughs> Yo.
2: A line of clarification. He was online crying saying that he was just so frustrated cuz he couldn't he said he couldn't say the things he wanted to say, he couldn't say. That he was so afraid. he was crying cuz he was so frustrated things, and I'm sitting here thinking what do you possibly want to say that bad? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? First of all, you academics. You ain't like the paragon of PR. You ain't a PR baby. So why are you worried about that? I just think you ain't really have much to come back with. But go ahead, Dre.
4: He didn't, because again, if all if everything that you felt like that you wanted to say, you couldn't say, you probably should have said them in regular context, because you still got your ass handed to you. Like, let's be real.
1: <laughs> oh man, this is a lot.
3: <laughs> <It's hard. laughs> I told
1: you it was. Um I of course disclaimer, like we do not condone like um discrimination against anybody because of their sexual preference, gender orientation, whatever the case may be. Love, love we love we love <laughs> <Not> everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um but <sighs> out the words to say this. Yo, somebody saying that to you for one is wild. I am and I'm gonna start off I'm with Meach. It's I don't feel like he is more or less aggressive towards women. I feel like he gives it up the same way regardless man or woman. So with that being said, I'm just said, telling you like, what the streets told me. man. Nah, that's what the is, streets told is, me. This is oh yeah yeah I'm talking about as far as like how they should receive it. This is normal academics. Like this is how Going to give it. Certain people you don't go to because you know how they're going to give it up. Like you wouldn't, right? You wouldn't go to a, a eighty five south show or a drink champ and like expecting to not smell like weed or to not like have to indulge in a drink or something like that. Some things are expected when you sit with certain platforms or when certain platforms even present themselves. So academic is definitely going to be just blunt. It may not be the best delivery, but he always going to be that. Now the I don't know. You said. Santana sent the first... Well, academics said he didn't like, I guess, the album, whatever. Did Santana... Did did Santana go straight there to the... No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, Let's back up.
4: Academics was going at one of the City Girls. I don't know which one. I think it's Carisha. I I don't know the two apart. Uh, And Saucy Santana clapped back at academics before him going after one of the City Girls. Right? And so... That's when Santana said, if you, you know, instead of you talking cash money or whatever, you could just pull up.
1: I'm going to knock you out and then I'm going to clap your cheeks. All right. All right. Gotcha. So, boom. All right. This is very minuscule of my life, so I'm not giving this more than two minutes. Boom. Starting out. So, okay. Um, even if he says something toward the city girls, they don't have to respond. Um, He didn't have to respond because. I didn't hear what he said. Like, it wasn't until Santana responded and said what well, he said, that it it made the airways. And now it's putting a light on, I guess, the negative stuff he said. But I didn't know. So you don't always have to respond. Um, secondly, if somebody, I don't care what their sexual orientation is, if somebody says, I'm going to knock you out and uh, I almost said it. <laughs> if they said, I'm going to knock you out and do
2: what? Yeah, and do and no, no, if they knock said, you out and, and
1: do what? Yeah, what did Even. they say, Dre? Uh, y'all know what he said. If no, we we, we want to word, hear
4: from you though. What did he say,
1: bro? Dude said, I'm gonna knock you out and then go through the back, though. Like, uh huh, going through the back. Anybody says that, regardless of what you are, that is that's almost like saying suck my dick, like, that is top level of.
2: I think I, I think that was I think I prefer have. I think I prefer to have somebody yeah. say, "Yeah, yo, suck my dicks." I didn't be a nigga being like, "I'm a" because it's two, yeah. two levels you know of disrespect. So, you already know you both, gonna beat me up, or you already think you are gonna beat me up. Now you go, nah.
1: So anybody saying that is is cause of, a violation. Yeah. Now <laughs> I get where he's coming from. To where, like, if let's say I do fight, it's a lose lose. Like, if I do fight you and win. You beat up. You know what I'm saying? If I fight you and lose, you lost to.
4: You know what I'm but saying? Why is, so that a lose? why is that a win-lose Why is that winner? Yeah, that's situation? not a lose lose. That's not a lose lose situation because if I beat you up, it's not necessary. It's still two niggas fighting. Just one of them got on press on nails and the other one don't. And let's you be clear. Saucy Santana is not, not a little nigga. Hey, right. Like Saucy Santana used to play football from what I've heard in one of his interviews. Like that, that used to be a Ain't no that, little nigga, son. Huh? He's not a that is a nigga like a stocky I nigga.
1: I don't give a, a damn if he was 8 feet tall. You do not get no points in the hood or nowhere if you beat up someone of the community. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You go to your you go to your OGs meet you tell them, "Man, I just had to knock this 6-foot homosexual dude out." No folks is not going to care. They're going to be like, "Why are you even entertaining this? Why are you fighting like that ain't that ain't playing. Well, that ain't well, from my, that, that Saucy that Santana
2: that. was was saying that he was more so... Def- <laughs> academics was going to be on his back foot. He was be more so defending himself. Because I think if Saucy Santana said it was on site. So it's not about getting points. It's about, I'm not going to let nobody... It's not I'm not going back and speak on it. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, I don't really speak on no fights. For real, bro, I'm 35. Niggas ain't getting points for fighting anyways. You, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, this is not happening no more. But... What I want to talk about is how certain communities don't get reprimanded for threatening rape. Let's talk about that. Well,
1: wait, wait, wait. What did you say, buddy? Say that again?
2: Say how certain communities don't get reprimanded for threatening rape. Because what academics didn't do was threaten rape or physical violence against Karisha. That's my problem. Like, I well, understand, like, that nigga was talking about the city girls' last album going double cardboard and all that shit. And he no started talking
1: cardboard. about it. don't do that, don't do that, bro. No, they sold 4,000 in the
2: first week, they sold 4,000 in the first week. This is City you, Girls. we talking I, about, I
4: need you to week. go stand in the corner for that comment alone because wow, okay, all powerful. right, let's not
2: he's all right,
4: bugging. Not cardboard. he's bugging, bro.
2: He said double it, okay. cardboard. <laughs> All right, they went double C Man. I don't know what the fuck you want me to say. Like, like it's okay. It happens. It happens, bro. Oh
1: my God. All Wait, right. Now, isn't this Sant-
2: their second album?
1: When said Sant- no, this is like their third or fourth. When Santana come and say he gonna you, I want you to keep that same energy. Pull pull up on him, be in the city. if Santana listens to I'm
4: this, this podcast, I'm actually honored because then maybe we can get some more play in airtime for people.
2: Listen. If listen, if he threatened me with any of that, I'm calling that lady that be co- that be uh that lawyer lady that be covering the other little chicks when they claim that somebody did something I'm calling her to to be my lawyer. She going to get some bread about his ass. Pause. Um, but <laughs> let's not skip over the fact that this man threatened rape and no one better than I. I understand is maybe because who the person is and all that shit, but let's be clear. He threatened to rape this man. Physically abused and rape this man. And we just going to let that slide. We gonna, Matter of fact, we not going to let that slide. We going to champion yeah, no, in the comments. We going to champion that in the did. comments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what they did. That's exactly what, yeah, they, did. what they
3: did. Because if
1: would you say Dre? I was about to say, well, when you say championing, because all this is like y'all, oh, nah. are like my, y'all my TMZ. Yeah. So I'm. This is my first time hearing like some of this. Shit. Oh no, nah, the girls, oh. the
2: girls was riding behind oh. saucy. I was oh, just yeah, gonna say sure. the.
1: Girl, well, look, look, look who championed it, and you know how certain people feel about accountability, and and
2: no, what you mean?
1: Oh, I'm huh? not get there.
2: I don't. I'm not the sure we we'll talk are talking
1: about another time. The same people that are championing it are some of the same ones that lack or deny accountability or are just delusional when it comes to circumstances like this where they are dead wrong.
2: Are you talking about women? Fire? Right I just said, th- who's in the comments? I'm so not, I like, oh. And I asked a clarifying question because I'm not really sure who you... Are you talking about women? Yeah. Got it.
4: Okay. Uh, with you. I can't stand,
2: nigga. I just wanted to make sure, Clark. Were you sure who he was talking about? I just need to be clear on who. Yes, he was I talking was.
4: About. I, I knew exactly you, who he was
1: talking oh, about. Yeah, was, you just will me to uh, say same, bro. No, okay. I wasn't sure, Please, bro. I'm today. I'll be. I'll be the asshole today. Come on, pause. I just wanted to I make mean. sure, Andrew
2: and Patty. <laughs> I will make sure Pander and Patty over here would just stand stand on his ten. That's all. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't clear. Do you, you agree? Know, but, Do you agree okay. with me?
3: Do you agree with me? What? No,
2: never mind. Keep going, bro. I could, <laughs> but yeah. So I think that's fucked up. Please, like I know y'all think you know actors. He is. He's a he's a dickhead and has done worse. That's the craziest part. He said worse about men. That's what's making this whole thing ironic. He said and done worse to male artists than what he was saying about her. But I guess they got his comeuppance. You know what I'm saying? Got his comeuppance. Picked the wrong person on the wrong day. And now you got to be now you on
4: live crying. Because you're frustrated. And see, I, I, don't, I just don't know why academics has not learned his lesson from with messing with women. There's nothing has happened to general. him. Little no, little because, no, 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 no. Not even just that. Like, because you talked about something physical happening to him. When Erica Badu called that nigga Jerry the Mouse, I would have voluntarily disappeared from society at that point. Because Liz this lady said I look old. like a cartoon mouse.
2: She's bro, Erica Badu said it, bro. Yeah, she's... But even then, she said it so, like... If you watch the whole Everyday Struggle, shout out to the people that used to watch that shit. Hey. What a time to be alive. Oh, what is... She had, bro, the haymaker... At, it was at the end, and, like, it just... She started from so the beginning, warm. like... You look familiar. You like, I just, you I just can't... You. Yeah, bro. So the so fact that, that she then,
4: drug bro. it out that long... I would you I would have disappeared from society. Y'all would not have known who the fuck. I would have rebranded myself as a gospel singer at that point. I ain't gonna lie. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not
2: taking it, I'm not taking the same level of disrespect from everybody else as I would from Erica Badu though. She's, I I just feel like she got this aura of like, I don't know, just like on T like you ain't really trying to, you know what I'm saying? You trying to be funny, you're not really trying to be disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Some of these other young whippersnappers out here, I'm not going if I was act, but also I think act was too slow to really like peep that it was just I'm disrespecting you. I don't know, but anyways, yeah, I don't know. We 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 not gonna let y'all go championing somebody threatening rape. because y'all know if the rules was reversed and I didn't, if if a man said that to a woman, y'all you know burned in you to get y'all. the stake. You feel me? Like so, let's not. But we've always known that. Man rape is funny for some reason. Man rape is funny. Men get raped is funny, I, uh, I guess. I don't know. This a, is a, it's a, it's a, and we just got to eat that because there are double standards that exist in the world. We just have to eat that. Anyways, mm-hmm. we ain't even had that on
1: the docket. So, yeah. Right. I don't know how we got there. That was crazy. So, um, burn the Boy. <laughs> um, you're going to have to clue me
4: in on this because I don't know what's happening with him.
1: So, um, Burn Boy, those you know, um, I don't want to say Afrobeat or Reggae. I don't know what genre music he falls under, but if you know Burn Boy, you know Burner Boy. Um, Jamaican, I presume, um, uh, might be incorrect, but, um, either way, famous international artist, um, recently had a clip come out where he said he turned down five million to go to Dubai. Um, because they don't allow uh smoking he's like i just i'm cool on it i'm straight on it, whatever the case may be um this action just kind of got my mind going and got me to thinking like is there um is there advice or is there anything that you do in your day-to-day life that like no one could pay you to stop doing so for his it was smoking weed and like Five million wasn't enough for him. Well, let's let's start with there. Let me let me rewind. Is that crazy to? If I'm an international superstar, I can get shows, I can get money anywhere, and someone wants me to alter my life for a couple of days just for a show. It's it's cool for me to turn it down. Like is that is that crazy to you all to turn down five million for some weed? Let's start there.
4: Well, first and foremost, <clears throat> I don't make nowhere near the amount of zeros that burner boy makes in a business week okay we're not in the same tax bracket we're arguing things that are above my tax bracket right but above my pay grade if we're talking about if i was burner boy and i was just not touring i'm on kaya status right As burner boy then, yeah, that's dumb as hell for me to not take five million and go to Dubai because I can't smoke weed, right? But as a nigga like, who is living the way that they are now, I've done a shit for free. So earning a cool five mil ain't nothing for me, right? Like, if that means I literally can't smoke while I'm in Dubai, I can't have, you know, whatever. Okay, there's other vices out there. There's other things that you can do in, in 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 as a replacement for that thing that you were you know doing in your day to day basis. Or better yet, it gives you the time to build up a tolerance break because most niggas need it anyway, right? So however long I'm in Dubai, sure, that gives me time to take a breather. So when I do get back, we spark this bitch up and it's out, it's on the popping, right? So I don't necessarily think that it's crazy to turn down uh, five mil because, I mean, if you got it or you can make that five mil somewhere else easily, then, OK, that that's on you. But I think if Burnable was in my tax bracket, I think that would be crazy because you need five million dollars and niggas is out here, you know, rubbing two nickels, nickels together just to get the work. Like. Yeah, that's dumb as hell that you're gonna turn down five million, cause who knows? Five million may not be the only five million that you make while you out there. That five could turn into 20 real quick, depending on how you you know how you make your moves out there. But because Burnable is in a different tax bracket than I am, he ain't missing that five million dollars, to my knowledge. Cause from what I know, he must have spends his time over in Africa. And as quiet as it's kept, uh and I think this is a United States or Western civilization propaganda tactic, Africans aren't poor. A lot of them got a lot more wealth than any rich person over here would ever touch in their life if we're going to keep it a buck fifty. So he spends a lot of his time over there. He ain't missing that five mil. First thing, I can I can just, based off of that knowledge alone, he's not missing that five mil. So, yeah. Amen.
3: Meat. You niggas get quiet when it's time to speak.
2: It'll get it. Uh, mm-hmm. hush your hush your mouth. Um, can you ask your question again? I just want to make sure I'm answering it
1: specifically. Um, is he is burner boy crazy? I, I'm I'm gonna go wide scale, then kind of start zooming in and going micro.
3: Wide scale.
1: Is burner Boy crazy for um, turning down 5 mil because he can't smoke over in Dubai?
2: Uh, To answer that question, I can't say he's crazy because I don't know what's in his bank. But if you want to turn it down, cool. I'm not going to call him crazy for that. If he don't make 5 mil, then no,
3: he's not crazy. Him specifically.
2: Obviously, he know what he can account for losing, and so maybe that's a drop in the
3: bucket. I guess I don't know, but yeah. Oh um, Okay, I like that
1: very mature answer from you. I I appreciate your honesty. Um. Is is there any scenario where um you not turning down the vice? Looks crazy. Like, let's say you do drugs or let's say you drink often, but it does not interfere with your life, your lifestyle, your work, X, Y, and Z. But somehow, reason, hey, somebody wants you to stop drinking for a year. It hasn't impacted your performance in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But I don't know, maybe your partner wants you to stop drinking or just some way, somehow something has come up where you are being asked to stop drinking and it has not impacted you in any way shape form or fashion is that vice now addictive or is it just you knowing your limit knowing your body and knowing yourself well enough to know that hey this is not a problem this is something that I enjoy something I indulge in and I do not want to stop doing it
2: um the problem with that situation is it's not saying forever Right, so sometimes people just gotta admit when they're addicted to shit, honestly. Um, and for me, I mean to go to your first question because you asked a lot of questions one. But could somebody offer me if they offer me money that would change my tax bracket? I would look at the time frame. Okay, so what is the time frame you're talking about? Because if we go back. Burner Boy said to perform. I know it wasn't a fucking residency, so I'm assuming there's a week at top, maybe a weekend. Like if somebody offering me to change my tax bracket, maybe this five million changes didn't change the tax bracket. I guess maybe five, let's say five thousand. Let's bump it down to our level and say five thousand. If somebody said I give you don't I don't know. What's the vice I already right now? Red Bull, I guess. Don't drink Red Bull for a week, and for five thousand dollars, I would do it. Does it impact my life? No. Does it affect? No. I'm going to take the five thousand and don't drink for a week.
3: Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's not about it's not about oh,
2: is this affecting me? Is this da 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 da? Let me let me make it. Yeah yeah. I I just think do you wanna make some money or not? It's very simple. If you don't care about making that bread, it is what it is. But on another note, I just people need to be honest about what they're addicted to and what they not. I don't care how much of the money or any excuse you make around, well, I don't want to do this, I don't wanna change this, it's not a fact, bro. We just gotta be honest. And a lot of people are not self-aware or being transparent with themselves. You are addicted to that shit. You know what I'm saying? If you can't break it down to be $5,000, $5 million richer than you was the day before, the weekend before, then you addicted, gang. It is what it is. It's okay. I know there's a stigma behind addiction, obviously, but like you just addicted, bro. It's okay. It's it's okay. But yeah, that's Um, all I really got on that.
1: I'm going to play a little devil's advocate for you. What if in the case of what if it's not a, an addiction? What if it's something I just do not want to stop doing? Like, I have the control. I can put it down at any given time, but I'm making the personal choice not to. It's not uh, uh, a disorder. It's not like, oh, my life is fucked up. It's just, hey, I like Red Bulls every day. And at five or let's say in his case, that five whatever the number is, I just... I don't care about it because this is something that I enjoy doing. This is something that I like. Like, it's not a... It's well, not, you just
2: uh, make it making excuses. I, you sound... I used to go, and I'm not going to say... because I don't know who listens to this, but like, I used to go with somebody when I was a kid to their AA meetings and they, all that shit you saying, that's the same shit they would stand up and say. These people going around is they literally... all Every excuse you could think that you're saying, I heard. And so, again, let's go back. Hey, being addicted to certain things sometimes is not life-altering. If you just, just be honest and say, I do have an addiction. Because I don't care what nobody say. Like, if you're not harming somebody to make a little bit of bread, and then somebody, if you can, then show us. Show and prove. Don't say, oh, I can. I got control over this. I can. But if you literally just don't want to be any amount of money richer for literally just ceasing something, you damn out' to put no work in just to cease to do something for a set amount of time? You're fucking addicted. I'm sorry. Because you're not, it's not saying drop it forever. Right? In this scenario, you, you, no one ever said drop it forever. Drop it forever, I could possibly understand. Because vices are be there a lot of times for people to stop punching people's head off their fucking shoulders. I get that. Some people smoke their weed so they won't fucking hurt somebody. Some people drink their little lick because they won't hurt themselves or somebody. Some people, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Vices are there for a, for a reason. You know what I'm saying? But if it's only a set amount of time where you not, you can't stop, then no, you can't stop. I'm not about to, oh, that little money don't matter to me. All right. You, you say whatever you got to say. I I know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you tell yourself to make you go to bed at night, cool. But no, that doesn't make sense. In this particular scenario, now like I said, we start talking about dropping it forever, that's different. That's different. Right? You asking me to completely alter my life from in the ongoing future. But outside of that, no, bro. You're addicted. You're an addict. Sorry.
1: okay brother man I don't don't shoot I I was just posing a question I didn't get off of five million so I'm I'm gonna stay in my little comfy Hold on. little let me place.
2: ask you no 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 no. let me ask you let's go I'm uh, tax bracket somebody offer you five thousand to not do whatever you say is your major vice for a weekend are you doing it all, all I need is a yes or no
1: yeah I mean, okay, yeah, I'm cool. not doing it. I'm
2: not doing it. You're not you're not taking the money. Wait.
1: No, I'm taking the money, so I'm not doing oh, it. Okay, that's what I thought.
2: Clark, you whatever you consider your major vice, somebody offer you $5,000 to not do it for a weekend, Friday to Sunday. Monday you're good. Are you taking the money? Mhm. Okay, so that's
4: that's five bands. I can do a lot with that right now.
2: I don't I don't really know what to tell Burner boy but Different stroke, different folks, you know
4: what I'm saying? Yeah, a... and that was my point earlier like, because I'm not in his tax bracket, I don't know, like, m- money can make or break a, a lot of people, right? Regardless of the, the amount of what you have or the amount that they're given
3: to somebody on the streets, five million dollars just changed their entire life, right?
4: Beyonce can blink, and she's made five million dollars. That doesn't throw her off. Her losing five million dollars it may piss her off that she lost that, or you know that she may have to do something differently and whatever with that. But like five million dollars isn't life changing for Beyonce. That's not life changing for somebody who knows what it likes to be a millionaire or to have millions or who to have made. Five million dollars that don't do nothing for them but for the rest of the 98.5 percent of the population who ain't never seen a million dollars that's why i keep it i keep
2: it relative and that's why beyonce always gonna be a legend and all y'all niggas not gonna always exist all the time because she also performed in dubai Uh and if you know anything about that they are not they are not under sharia law they are they are under Emirati law and Emirati law is even tougher on women so the fact that she got over there did what she had to do did her thing got her coins and move on that's why shes gonna be a legend bro if she was able to do it she was able to do it like I said specifically because the laws there are more laws on women than there are on men because me personally I think they only asked them to stop smoking weed I know there's tons of laws under there. I felt like he would have said, nah, they had this, this. They was asking me to do this, 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 and this. Which I think we would agree more with. Like, alright, cool. Damn. They want this nigga to be. But he only brought that up. He only brought that up, which seemed to be like whatever they asked him, that was the only thing he had an issue with. That's what kind of just jumps out to me. So, shout out to Beyonce for getting over there, getting her coins, and getting back safely. Anyways, next topic.
4: All right.
3: <laughs>
4: well real or quick let's true. take a break let's take a break and we'll come right back I with some more of the study
3: hall podcast
2: yo we are back we are back with the study hall podcast with you guys Meech Martian and Dre and uh <laughs> we had to yeah we had to take a little we had to take a little break real quick trying try to do a little bit of due diligence to kind of Do some little research before we talked about this topic, because it may be touchy, it may not, and we don't know where it's going to go. Hence why y'all be listening to us, right? We just (laughs) don't know where it's going to go, man. Uh, But um, the topic I wanted to bring up, so uh, I'll catch everybody up, but some people may know, um, is former NBA star Joe Smith. Um, a viral video went up this week of Joe, Joe Smith and his uh, wife. Um, what's her name? I just said her name again. What was her name? Uh, um, Mike Jones. Keisha, Keisha Chavez, or Chavez, sorry if I'm saying that incorrectly, uh, went up, I guess, because, you know, it was in the middle of them arguing. And as we found information out, if Joe had found out that his wife um had an OnlyFans account and they had gotten in the middle of arguing and uh it led me to a few questions uh for our esteemed panel here. Um Steam, so, <laughs> I'll just start I was I was talking about Marsha. Um but uh <laughs> real quick <laughs> all right, grandpa
1: all right grandpa uh,
2: yeah um First question.
3: Um, would you date a person with an
2: OnlyFans? I'm posing this to both Martian and Dre. Would you date someone with an OnlyFans? Uh, now, before y'all know. answer, I want the people, I want our true, true followers. The people that used to listen to Black Thoughts, I want you to keep their answers in uh, mind. I want you to keep their answers
4: in mind. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Marsha. For the people who have no idea what Black Thoughts is, that is a former publication of mine that I did back in the day. Um, And so, yeah, if you come across those, shout out to you for being a day one a one day one listener. Um, If you're looking for those, don't. Anyway. Um.
3: So,
4: run a question by me one more time. Let me make sure I'm answering properly here. Would when you I, date? Uh-huh. Keyword date. Would you date. get into
2: a serious relationship? Sorry. Okay, I'm being specific. Okay. Would you get into a serious relationship with someone who had an only family?
4: Now, had or has, as in past tense or really in the right now, they still have
2: it. Active.
4: Okay.
3: Um, Okay. Yes and no. Okay, go ahead.
4: Um, I would be, I, I would be upset if I found out that they had an OnlyFans and just wasn't honest and said anything about it, but I would also be upset because I'm not involved with it because I could have been getting your angles together. We could, I could have been production, could have been shooting the scenes. I could have been guest starring in it. Like I, we could have made this the full production, you know, we could have took this to the moon and the stars. I would probably be more upset about that, um, Because you're doing something that's very intimate that is normally reserved for the person that you are in the relationship with. If you choose to go sell your body, then by all means do do so. Because if that's what floats your boat, by all means go for it. Um, So I can't be mad at you in that sense, but I would be more upset that I had to go find out about it through the grapevine to somebody else, right? Because CBH, there is somebody that I would actually look, very much so like to be in a relationship with and they have had an OnlyFans before. Um, I subscribe to it too, BT Dubs. But, you know. <laughs>
3: you,
4: you better support, Bay. support, bae. You better. I, mean, I support black businesses all around, so if that's what you're doing, then that's what you're doing. So yeah, I can't necessarily like, but I'm not mad at them for having it because... What you about to do go for it. Like I mean, nothing else. If I'm in a relationship with you, at least let me know so I can put our credit card on file. We can make this money both. You can make money from me and you get your money from the people. Like like well, we can make this money come back in the household. I ain't talking about no money laundering. I hope that's not conspiracy to money laundering, but you know, we're gonna do something so like this.
2: Yes. Yeah. So you're saying you would.
1: Okay, I wouldn't be mad at them, but go for it. Oh, Dre if you if you feel like you got to hide it or if you're not forthcoming with it like Martian, I would feel some type of way. Um, if I've met you and you already had one uh, and you bring it to the table, you know, if I fuck with you and I still... I, long story less long, I could say, yeah. Yeah, I probably could see myself fuck with somebody with one. Okay. As long as it's just
3: sneaky. So based on y'all answers because y'all
2: went into my next question both of y'all if you were dating someone and found they had an active account and didn't tell y'all y'all both leaving as well
1: um yeah I, w- I, w- I feel like we or due to our conversation earlier we definitely would have to have a conversation because ah uh, definitely I probably would say yeah gotta get out of there or just i would feel definitely feel some type of way because you hiding it just seems just comes off as if like it's, it's just sneaky it just come off as slimy you know what i'm saying like if we in a relationship we got to be able to trust each other and be able to tell each other shit like that so if you hiding this who knows what else you hiding or could be hiding or, or capable of hiding so it's just something that like i would like to know about it, you know what i'm saying
2: and Marcin, you're leaving as well, correct?
4: Uh, I don't know if I can say yes to that because we've had a similar conversation about this about four and a half, five years ago in Dre's classroom. To be to to, to be honest, shout out to Little Haiti in the good in the good old days. Um, uh, and based on that conversation. I would have to say yes, still. um, For the reasons what Dre said, as far as like it's coming off as sneaky, but it more so of like, why did you feel like you can be honest with me and tell me that? Like, why, why did you feel like that was something that you had to hide? Because if that's something that you have to hide, then like Dre said, there's other stuff that you are hiding or willing to hide. So, yeah, I don't, I don't. Okay,
2: question.
4: yes.
3: This
2: is going off your response. How long before someone introduces maybe something as serious as, as that would y'all consider it hiding? Let's say maybe not the first date. Let's say y'all been talking for about three weeks now. How long is it before you consider that they're hiding it, would be hiding it, that they didn't bring it up yet?
1: For me, um, you, you, three weeks, that's not long enough. Like, shit, we still got other hoes yeah. and other niggas at that time point. So that ain't... That don't do it justice. I feel like when we start to have those intentional conversations about, all right, like, what we doing? Like, are we exclusive? Are we, once we start to get to the point where, like, all right, we want to cut every everybody else off or we want to just primarily focus on each other, then that's where, you know, that conversation comes in. That, that's where we got to start having more meaningful and, and deeper conversations. So as long as we courting and we dating and we... Having fun, this and that, yeah. I don't need to know it just there in that in that moment. But once we made that decision that hey, we we trying to go the distance, or we trying to see how far we can take this, then yeah, whether that's four months in, six months in, whenever we decide that we trying to get serious, then we got to have that conversation of hey, what you know, I got this on the side, or you know, this is what's going
3: okay.
2: Well, speaking of no accountability taken, so Chavez, um, ever since the viral video, had did an interview, um, and one of the interviewers asked her about, you know, what is it like right now in the house with the video going viral, so on and so forth, right? And you know, she had she let. It be known that he hasn't been in a house since it since all this. Um, and I'm gonna say um two quotes from her. She was like, He's pretty pissed off with me. Uh, I think he's at his sister's house. He's not talking to me right now, right? And so then when the interviewers asked her specifically about the OnlyFans page in more in detail, she said, Well, I've had it for at least over a year. It's on my Instagram, it's in my LinkedIn. But that's what happens when you don't pay attention to your wife, period. Wait, hold on.
3: How did it
2: come? Well, apparently she started right, it wait,
3: wait, wait,
4: yeah. wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait. Uh-huh. You, hold on. So she's had it for a year, but that's what happens when he don't pay attention to his wife. Wait a minute, girl.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Correlation don't equal causality. We do know that, right? Like, mm.
2: Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, wow. That was a was lot. Also, okay. in that same interview, in that same interview, implied that he was not being faithful in their relationship. Quote, he has a friend that he's been entertaining. And she said, she decided, you know, she wants to really put a wrench, a bigger wedge in our relationship.
4: When she says she, she means herself putting with wedge or the other person that he's entertaining.
2: Uh, the the friend that he's entertaining, as well as in this interview, also mentioned that it said it was no secret that her husband had financial issues.
3: Yeah, damn. Damn. the
2: twenty eighteen, CN, oh, wow. the CNBC put that strange couple were living paycheck. The paycheck owed one hundred and fifty seven thousand. Their combined income was reported twenty six thousand dollars a year, but lived in a home in Atlanta worth one hundred and thirty three thousand dollars. She said, "I've always made a good life for myself." Persona, she believed that's the persona he was, would help her career take off when she first got with him. Okay, um, because she wanted to be a singer. Um, she said, "You know, not everybody hustle and drives." the same. Depression is a serious thing. Also, I've been just been supporting and dealing and going through the trials and tribulations with him. I just kicked into drive and did what I had to do and he won't do it. So I had to, I had to, and I'm sorry. You knew I was an adult video star when you met me. So if my survival, if I would do anything for my own survival, then what makes you think that would change now?
3: correlation oh oh does not equal causality here, ma'am. Yeah.
4: I'm, I, I'm Yeah. Uh-huh. Because so, so y'all thought... even go back to our conversation that we had earlier, right? This is why I said I would have left or I would feel a certain type of way in their relationship or be like, if you see something that I'm not giving you, Open your mouth up and say it. And it's not that she's saying this, but it's like if you feel like you had to go to this length to make something happen, then we should have broken up a long time ago at that point.
1: Well, she opened her mouth. She just didn't say nothing. <laughs>
4: well, yeah, funny. that's true. She probably she definitely did. She probably did definitely open her mouth and that she was- probably said something, but it was probably full. But anyway, um, I'm just saying.
2: But Oh. I made an executive decision when my man wasn't taking the lead. That's a quote. Mm.
4: So then you and your man didn't have no conversation if you had to make an executive decision, girl, because how the executive decisions work in real life with the president of the United States. He don't talk to Congress or the Senate about what's going on, nigga. He just write that shit into law and it, it just is. He's like, God, I let there be light. And so it was. That's how an executive decision works, love. That's not oh, Jesus. And y'all wonder why I say, bro.
2: What? why, why, okay. bro? I'm not, I'm gonna send y'all this article, but why? why, why, why on God's green earth when they get caught doing something they got no business, why do we then start going through? She talk about the lockout after the lockout happened in 2011, 2018 how she literally said, quote, nobody wanted him. So I had to figure out a way. Like, why all of a sudden we started talking about you pretty much just shitting on your man?
3: Instead of saying, no, nah, I was wrong. I should have at least told him about it. You just just put all this mad business out there
4: and
2: say he wasn't in depression. And, 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 come on. All right, we can go to the next topic because now I'm getting mad. Oh, um.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I understand her need to step up when the man ain't doing what he's supposed to do. Um, should we know about this? No. If you, and I think, you know, we can speak for it, and I think you can speak for it. As being a man, and when you make those executive decisions, you know that there is some type of consequence or there is an impact that this decision is going to have. Like, on the family, on myself So when you make that executive decision You're considering that when you make that decision Say so you know what, I'll out the pros and cons I know she gonna React like this if I Decide to go out with the fellas or if I decide To do X, Y, and Z So with that being said, I know that I'm willing to deal with said consequences This sounds like <laughs> She made that decision and when The consequences came She just not, you know ready or exactly. not like it well, you know what i'm saying how he responded where anybody knows especially if you done been the breadwood or just been the the person making decisions you're gonna do some stuff that your partner may not like or disagree and you know how you're gonna have to have that awkward conversation or you're just gonna have to you know come forth with it in, in the forefront so all this like like spending the table, or just I had to do this because of X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah, all that could be true. But you still could have said something, or you still could have. Bro, It's very you simple. Everything you,
2: you just, yeah, everything you told these interviewers, you could have just had that conversation yeah. with him. Like, look, babe, I know mm-hmm. you're not trying, but you're not really moving fast enough. It seemed like you're depressed, and we we need to make this money. And and if he would have said, oh babe, go do this because it's the best thing. This is the best way you know how to. If you would have said what she said, let's say he would have made the executive decision and been like, Oh, I'm all for it. How does she get to defend herself with you married a porn star? Would you expect? But he can't say
4: that. He would never be able to say that. That's where I was thrown off it because like when you had the audacity to get on a national publication and say that shit too? Like, girl, like also oh, ain't gonna like, lie.
2: I'm not going to lie. I mean, I only seen on the waist up, but like shorty 52 too. Like how much, how much bread you really bringing in? But anyways, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know me. I don't She know. might What's be the in the top world? 1% of creators. She might. I never heard of her as a, when I was a kid, I was a purveyor
3: of porn. Okay. Like many young I mean. men that, that purveyor.
2: Gotcha. you. feel me? Like why that be? be? Next week, word are you playing? Why that? Why that went through many, many young men at the time. You know what I'm saying? We see it with even our young men now. I, I, I tricked my son. I said somebody looked like a blank, a porn star, right? He was like low key, low key, dad. I'm like, see, why you know who that is? Why you know who that is? But that's just a trick, right? But yeah, like many young men prevail. I never heard of her. So I don't know. Was you really up there with the Jada Fires? You know what I'm saying? Was you was you was you really putting in, you know, the Cherokee the y- Y'all can finish the rest. Yeah, I'm just saying. I can't. Don't I don't know, know you, any sister. of these people. Dre no. Um, but anyways. I, I, uh,
3: don't, I ain't watch TV.
2: Oh, I'm sorry for your loss. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's it, man. If you gonna make the If you're going to make the executive decision, you have to also be able to stand in front of that podium if the shit fall apart. That's all we're saying. We're not saying it is addressed to one gender or not, but just know the word part of accountability is when I make this decision, I need to be able to explain and stand on my shit. Not use somebody else as a reason to why, I'm, especially as an adult, a grown-ass adult. You can't. No one ever's gonna take an adult saying, "Oh, this person made me do this for so many for so many reasons." We're not taking that, bro. I'm sorry. Okay, cool. Speaking of Atlanta,
3: (laughs)
1: what you what you trying to get at? What you you mean, fool? What's on your mind? Um, Oh,
2: Not so much what's on my mind, but what's so on my stomach and I haven't been to Atlanta for a while, really long time. And so I don't, I'm not really sure about the, the eating scene, the food scene. All right. Obviously I'm from new Orleans, so I'm bougie when it comes to food scenes. All right. Um, but over this week as well, uh, a guy by the name of Keith Lee, uh, went and did a tour. Now, if you don't know who Keith Lee is, really quickly, he is a guy who kind of organically grew over social media, being a food critic. He is mostly known for his very unbiased, objective, and I would even say graceful way at which he goes to these different places and reviews their food. He has put a lot of places on the map, He hasn't put a lot of places under the map, which is ironic going into this next topic. Um, But I guess now since his uh, cachet has grown so large, he's decided to go on a tour. Uh, And because he had been getting hit up so much, he wanted to hit up Atlanta this week. And I'm sure most people that's listening, to, you know, happened during his time in Atlanta. If you don't know, really quickly, he typically goes to restaurants that are by people who's flooding his mentions, flooding his inbox, flooding his DMs, go to this place, go to this place. Oh, you gotta go to here because of the food. And he'll review. Um, and two of the probably more higher tier at the time, at least, uh, restaurants in Atlanta. Um he didn't have this
3: um
2: he didn't have the greatest time. Didn't get any food for different reasons. And I will put in a part of the clip right here.
5: Okay, let's talk about it. Every restaurant that me and my family go to, we are either A, invited by the restaurant themselves, or B, was told about the restaurant a hundred plus times from locals, from people who mention me, from people who email me, DM me. 99% of the time, I never go to a random restaurant. With that being said, my opinion was asked for. So many narratives being pushed and it's insane to me. But let's be honest. What else do you want from me? If I go to a bunch of restaurants and I have a string of good experiences, then I'm being too nice, I'm lying, then they're just being pushed that my eye roll is fake and I'm lying just to help people. Then on the same hand, if I go to two or three restaurants where I don't have the best experience, now I'm tearing down businesses, now I'm being mean, now I need to shut up, now I need to mind my business, now I need to sit down. Again, I can't win for losing. I understand everybody gonna have an opinion on the situation. You can disagree with me, you cannot like what I say. Completely understand, and I'm okay with that. But when my safety and my family's safety start coming into play, that's where I draw the line at. But what can't happen is when my family or the restaurants or anybody's safety start coming into play. It's absolutely overboard. Especially when I was asked to give my opinion. Cause you telling me my opinion only matter if it's positive, cause if it's positive, you got my face plastered on the wall and you saying keep sleeping here. But if it's negative, I need to sit down somewhere and you don't know who I am. That's crazy to me. It was so much positive that happened in Atlanta that was shunned by the negative. It was so many restaurants we was blessed enough to help. We went to an array of restaurants like we always do at every city. I'm gonna be 100 transparent 100 candid me and my family will postpone touring if other cities gonna be like this every review not gonna be the best i'm gonna be 100 honest if you want me to come please understand i will be honest i don't mean no harm i don't have no malicious intent i mean that and when i say it i mean it people be like well you know what you're doing you know if you give a bad review people gonna come and flood it with hate comments what else do you want me to do i'm telling people not to go and leave hate comments i'm telling people not to leave negative comments i'm telling people make their own opinions. You want me to lie and say I had a good experience? Or you want me to only post videos when I have a positive experience? Then all of the videos I post is only gonna be positive experience. Then the narrative is gonna be pushed and I'm only trying to be positive and we're gonna end up in the same situation. And on top of that, I think something is getting lost in translation. When that happens, the restaurants that we are blessing up to help won't be helped in the same manner because people won't show up in the same way because my reviews would be inauthentic. One of the reasons people show up the way they do is because they know I'm being honest and I'm giving my personal opinion and my personal perspective on the situation. But if I don't do that anymore, it won't be the- three or four hour wait times and now we won't be able to help business owners and we won't be able to give back to the community in the grand scheme that's what this is about it's about giving back it's about giving back to the community it's about stimulating the economy that's what it's about all the other stuff i'm a simple man in real life as long as me and my family healthy and safe and we can live a comfortable life i'm straight again it's a double edged sure i understand with great power comes great responsibility god made me for this i'm built for this at the end of the day i just want to eat food walk in my path if you want to be on the journey with me you are more than welcome if you don't god bless you Y'all have an amazing day, y'all be safe. And nobody's safety should be on the line. Not mine, not my family, not the restaurants that we go to. Relax. Like, relax, bro. Like I understand. I get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, what you want me to do? You want me to lie? I can't do that. I'll walk away from everything before I lie. I'm telling you that right now. On 10 toes. Everything.
2: Okay, so now that you've heard some of the clip from that, um You see like <laughs> it's just just these places received a lot of backlash. So I wanted not so much to talk to my two gentlemen here who both live in Atlanta, uh one who is a native of um but do y'all do you guys agree on how a lot of atla- oh, maybe not say a lot of but I guess a lot of the like more popping popular uh restaurants and their customer service, so on and so forth. Can y'all agree? Do y'all disagree? Do y'all think it was just a bad week? What do y'all what do y'all say? Cause I personally haven't been to Atlanta as an adult outside of one time on a field trip with kids, but like I haven't been able to just go and experience the food scene. What do y- what are y'all thoughts?
4: I'm gonna immediately say yes, um, because both restaurants that Keith Lee did go to that are known in the media, which I mean, you don't have to say allegedly because everybody knows was the old lady gang and the quote unquote real milk and honey, um, which that in itself is a debacle that doesn't make any sense, but more on that in a second. Um, I've actually gone to both of them or attempted to go into both of them. Um, for those who are not from Atlanta or haven't been to Atlanta, there's actually two locations of um, the old lady gang. I think one of them is downtown somewhere, and the other one is in Camp Creek near the airport. Um, And I went to the one at Camp Creek at, near the airport. And mind you, it wasn't that many people inside sitting and waiting. But I tried to take my mother there last year. Yeah, last year. And they told me that the wait was going to be an hour long. And I was like, that's interesting. Looks around the venue. It's not that many people in here. Like, for a Saturday night, like, I thought it would have been, like, you know, packed to the brim. And it wasn't. And mind you, it was, like, maybe 5.30, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the evening. So I would think that they would have a lot of people there. Um we ended up leaving there because it was too many people with, with the, the wait was too long. And we ended up going to the Hibachi place across the parking lot and got seated immediately. Um, And then even like we had went to the, to the real milk and honey before we went to the old lady gang, um, because they are roughly about 15, 20 minutes away from each other. Um, And the real milk and honey was like, Oh, it's going to take an hour and a half for us to seat you. And I'm just like, once again, it's not that many people here, so what is up with these long ass wait times and shit like that? Um, but that's almost essentially the nature of the game for a lot of these places that are in and around Atlanta. Um, people are more they I don't know, I can't tell you what what it is because I haven't I've only been in Atlanta for going on 3 years now, but like from what I've heard, a lot of people said that's just the culture of the city now with a lot of these new places coming up. And people are trying to um I don't want to say pander, but that's the only word that's coming to my head. Um pander to more affluent people um rather than those people who are consistently patronizing there, like the regular people, right? They're not they're not catering the experience um of that restaurant towards the regular people, but more so it's you know, to attract the certain crowd, and that's honestly race neutral. It's more so based off of, uh, it's based off of of class versus the like social class versus like race or you know gender or whatever. So,
2: yeah, that makes sense. So you're saying that they're pretty much creating a level of pseudo exclusivity so that they can actually, be yeah, it's like at some
4: point. they're. Operating off of this black capitalistic idea, which I despise so much, um part of the reason why is because I read the book Power Dynamics by Dr. Clyde Anderson. That's literally what that entire book is about: is capitalism, but in black. And if anybody understands the society that we live in, capitalism is and always will be the root cause of every issue that we have on this land, right? And so, a lot of black people have drunk the Kool Aid of that, of black capitalism or capitalism as a whole, and just want to put a black face over and call this success. But that's not really what this is. Like, you don't want there to be equality or equity. You just want power at that point because, you know, niggas is oppressed, right? And so, yeah, it's definitely a. More they're trying to create an ambiance or a vibe or whatever. There's a Spongebob episode for everything. That episode when the Krusty Krab was literally in dust bunnies and cobwebs and shit like that. And dude came and was, you know, hungry and destitute, it was like, I need food, water, and atmosphere. And Krabs was like, Don't nobody go to a restaurant for atmosphere, they go for food. Well, that's how a lot of y'all people are running these restaurants is that people are coming for the atmosphere or coming for the name. They're coming for the brand and the food ain't all that good. You don't have good customer service going for you at that point. And then instead of fixing the situation, you would rather continue to cater to a an audience that maybe is going to see you every once in a while versus the people who literally are in the community around you. So, yeah.
2: okay Drake Mm -hmm. what about you Uh, have you been in these places or places like them like what do you you say you about Uh, the Atlanta food scene
1: the real milk and honey no I've been to the milk and honey um I got a homie that's like the head chef that work over there shout out to uh bro shout out to Calvin what's up bro um and I always order to go just because I don't I don't like sitting in establishments now for just multiple different reasons, but I don't have that problem when I order to go from there. Um, old lady gang, I went there one time as well. I think twice, maybe, um, 2021, 2020 pandemic ish. Um, once again, it was to go. Um, I remember being super expensive, but not having, um, great portions like it was way more expensive for them i I remember it being terrible like it was cool i I just don't think yeah like i didn't go back because it was so expensive um now as far as the experience uh, there are a lot of places like that um where they are selling the aesthetic they are selling the exclusive exclusivity they are selling you know the drinks they are selling and advertising everything except the food and the customer service. Um yes, that's 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 down here, but I also think that's prevalent in a lot of different places. However, um I think what makes it so bad, at least in the city, is the fact that we are like known as this black capital, this black hub of entertainment, music, um, culture. You know, we, we are just known as just like this what you want to call the what kind of a uh, lack of better word so when you come down here especially you are out of town here, i think you are expecting a certain and you still can get hospitality you can still go to places and have a great experience but i just think that when you go to certain restaurants especially like if you've seen it on social media or you know this person sponsored this restaurant x y and z you have an expectation of what that experience is going to be like and most of the time it doesn't live up to it um it's a plethora of reasons um but most of the times a lot it just it just doesn't go i think how most people would it, would expect it to go especially unfortunately in 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 certain establishments um when we shopping with our people black the black dollar it's just not always a pleasurable experience for different reasons they they out of this they ran out of utensils it could just be the most randomest shit that just kind of impedes and messes up your, um, experience. Um, what I will say though, for every like, um, one or two maybe negative experiences that Key experiences or just like restaurants, like an old lady game or, um, or the other one, a real milk and honey. There are 10 more restaurants with great food, great atmosphere that don't have the same marketing that don't have the same, um, publicity out there that just vying and waiting for you to come there now with the expansion of the city like some of the neighboring cities like your Kennesaw's your Marietta's your Riverdale's your East Point's like they they've always just been a commute away but like you don't have to just deal with something because oh this is the hot spot in Atlanta like oh I heard this spot everybody go to no like open your app get a you got a smartphone like there are plenty of places that you can go that um provide grateful great food and a great experience. I just think that we got to expand our horizons and and not just get caught up in the name of certain places because so and so this or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, go oh go to the strip club. Like some of these things would be avoided. Strip club usually has great um.
2: <laughs> Anyways, great- all right. So um, he's <laughs> not doing this cool right there. there. Um, so my last thing on this point.
3: Don't hit on the six Marcus. And
2: to be fair, to be fair, um, Keith Lee did do a bunch of reviews, and most of them were regular, I got food, I liked it, da da. da this okay, you know what I'm saying? Um, but obviously, like anything else, the negative is what kind of get pushes to the forefront um when it comes to discussion and conversation, but also a lot of native people to Atlanta. Was like saying, yes, we needed this, we needed this. The full scene when it comes to customer service and all that shit is terrible. Y'all need y'all need to get y'all need to get drugged. But for our black entrepreneurs,
3: do y'all have any advice for our black
2: entrepreneur listeners or people that are aspiring to be black entrepreneurial uh entrepreneurs? uh an advice to kind of going into the space of serving others or selling to others. Do y'all have any advice? Maybe one thing, one thing that they could possibly take away that could like help change the outlook of black businesses. Yes. Because I'm with uh-huh. you, Dre, I agree. Uh Like we've, black businesses have definitely gotten stigmas. And I'm not just saying restaurants. I'm just saying in general, whether I'm ordering something from online, it takes, a goddamn month and a half for me to get a bar of soap or I want to get a Moss, and it and it takes forever and then it's on back order and then it's like, you know what I'm saying? Stuff that, unfortunately, if I'm ordering from another place, right, like that's maybe not black owned and still not maybe independently owned. It, we don't have to go through these things, but we... We last through them because we're trying to support our peoples, but sometimes it just feels like, not that they're taking advantage of it, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. What can can, can y'all give our Black entrepreneurs one piece of advice to kind of like help avoid a lot of that stigma?
4: So immediately I have do unto others as you would have them do unto you, the golden rule. If you know that you would not like to go into an establishment and experience, fill in the blank, do not do that to anybody that you're serving because you're going to elicit the same reaction out of them as you would have got had you did that or had they done that to you. Like, just point blank period. Like, that that should really be self-explanatory and understood. And I think maybe what will help with that is maybe a kind of a sub-point advice is working whatever area that you're trying to you know do the entrepreneurial work in work in that area and get some experience figuring like what it looks like working with certain people or having their customer service experiences so ex- example if you're trying to own a restaurant you might need to you need to work as a server you need to work as a bartender you need to work as a host you need to work as a supervisor you need to do all of those things so that way you at least have a frame of reference of what to do in those situations right like but at the bare basic minimum treat folks with respect and do what do unto them as you would have them do unto you that simple um
1: yeah i mean martian took the word straight out of my mouth like you i think that's just a rule to float and navigate through life like treat folks how you want to be treated like i think that's uh very grand spell a very grand level to simplify it that's the easiest way to, to solve it like hey treat others how you want to be treated um if i had to dive in a little bit more nuance to get more specific i would say um transparency and, and, and grace um i say transparency because oftentimes you go to an establishment and we just take color off the table you may go to an establishment and they could be swamped or they could Understaffed, you know. If if they are, I'll rather them come tell me that. Like, hey, we we got a, a two hour wait. Like, if you want to go somewhere else, I'm sorry, but by all means, like, you can still get down the list X, Y, and Z. I think transparency for a lot of um things like could could avoid problems because if you let people know certain things from the get go, from the jump, even in your journey as being a um, a business owner, like. Like Marcia said Like hey You could have had a month Where hey Like orders were messed up A lot of shit was going downward If you are even Transparent in your journey I think people relate To that more And they feed into that more Cause it's like Hey you're human You make mistakes And especially black people We forgiven it. So it's like If you Just come up front And just say Hey man Like I had to get some Whole new servers Man my last service Was bullshit. They didn't have Great customer service. That's not the energy I want to put out there I had two chefs That quit on me Like You don't got to let all the tea loose, but just being a little bit transparent about just what's going on in your establishment could go away and just grace. And I mean that from all parties involved, customers and workers and and entrepreneurs, customers having grace because, yes, this is a server, but this is still an individual. So that day that you had them, they could be going through something. Granted, we don't care. Well, you at our table like, hey. I still want you to provide A1 service, but just keep in mind that somebody always could be having something they dealing with and entrepreneurs as well, having the grace to not just look at at everyone as just a dollar sign, like back to what Marcia said, like you are providing a service and food you're providing both if it was just food it'd be a drive through but you're providing service and food so you want people to come in there and feel warm feel valued feel cared for feel um attentive like you know you just want to create that ambiance and it's not necessarily how it look but just the energy that you put out there so just being super mindful and intentional with how you treat people and how you go about things like i know a couple of black businesses where like if if the owners there, every time I go in there, if something's taking too long or something's wrong, hey, look, without asking, they are just here. Let me let me get you a drink. Let me let me pull you up this just for being patient, just for, you know what I'm saying, being understanding and knowing that, hey, this not supposed to take this long. We got this going on. But let me kind of come in and try to help circumvent that and calm you down and put you at ease. So just... Owners, just be mindful of that, man. We know mistakes happen, but come forth with it and also try to rectify the problem. Don't bury it or make a video about it and deflect blame. Like, own your shit, man up, figure a solution, keep it pushing. But you know, I don't own a restaurant and no shit like that. That's just me from the outside looking in.
2: I mean, yeah. And just to close out, I I agree with, yeah, I, I, I agree with both uh, both of my colleagues and just like doing that. And also just be mindful. I think with us, I see us have a problem with make sure you vet who you hire. Um, and that's kind of going off of what Dre had mentioned. He said specifically when the owner is there. And if you know anything about running bins, the owner is not always there all the time. And what happens is when the owner is not there, There, You can tell the difference. That's all I'm going to say. You can tell the difference when the owner's there versus when the owner's not there. And I know us as we want to put our peoples on, put our family on, put our... But let's just be mindful of who we hire. You understand? If she treated you like that and that's your bougie aunt that don't have a good attitude, what make you think she going to do that with people she don't even know? That's not even blood related to her. You feel what I'm saying? Um, Just be mindful who you hire. You know, if if that little cousin or that nephew always had an issue being in class because he was always out cutting school, smoking weed. Well, why you think he' not gonna do that when he get to your job? Your your place of business. Just be mindful. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Um, and on that, and what up? I just oh, i want to add one last thing. And like, you don't need a Keith Lee to do this, my nigga. You could call. You can have a cousin come in town. You can, exactly. Anybody you know to just come in, hey, bro, just go in here, tell me about your experience. I'm not going to tell them you come in. Just go in there and just you don't need someone yeah. from social media to do that. Like That's something that's on a very surface They call level. secret shoppers. This. Yes, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But that's all my little tidbit. My father meets you. Go ahead. Close us out. Yeah, yeah. You go.
2: And uh, yeah, you know, Action-packed, mate, like, I think even with our first little intro, we ain't got right to shit. But a lot to discuss, a lot for y'all to listen to, and we're going to take one more quick break, and we're going to come back with our cries of outrage. And this is the Study Hall Podcast. We'll be back.
4: Thank you for coming back to another episode of the Study Hall Podcast. We are bike like four flats on the Cadillac. With my favorite time of this program, the Cries of Outrage, Uh, I'm going to toss this one over to Dre to get us started because I had 20 minutes last week. Yeah, I don't need that long this week. So go ahead, Dre.
1: Um, I'm going to be quick and precise, try to load this chopper real quick. Um, My Cries of Outrage i want to say bank or financial institutions but i'm gonna keep it specific and say wells fargo so those you do not know um my car got broken into not too long ago whatever the case may be and they got a lot of shit. in that they got uh cards credit card debit card x y and z woo-woo-woo. now back in my day when you lost some or something was taken from you you can go into a branch and get a temp or just get a card just to hold you over I'm mad as hell at Wells Fargo because not only do they not do that anymore, but the return—not return time, but I guess the delivery date is five to ten business days. My nigga, do you know how how long five to ten business days really could be? That can be. Oh God, up.
2: that's a long time, bro. Weeks.
1: You know what I'm saying? That could be three weeks, sometimes or two on the light end, depending on if this is a Thursday or a Friday. Five to ten business days put me at at least a week and a half from now. So, um, my my gripe is with Wells Fargo and if any bank institution, if you're doing this, dog, everything do not got to be electronic. I I hate. I know it's simpler. I know it cut back costs, but literally, like, why can I not just walk in and get a fucking temporary card? Why can I not? Why do I have to call this number or go 80 different places even with customer service? Oh, I'm about to get ramped up now. You cannot talk to anybody with an English accent over the phone anymore. They will always oh. be from a different country. You can't just call Whoa. and get a direct Whoa. You, you know, Good God
4: Almighty, <laughs> get into it today because Jesus...
1: I mean, I'm, 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 I'm trying to... more be I'm talking, I'm getting frustrated because I'm reliving what I had to go through. But... It's it used to be a time where you can call a number, you can get someone, or get a voicemail, they get back to you. And it was a simple direct line of communication. Now you call the one-eight hundred number, you're on hold, you're talking to somebody thousands of miles away who just has a computer that can pull your information up. And it's like it's it's tenuous. It's not as as ease free and stress free as it used to be. Now, the call center in the in the the customer service line, that one took it too far. But basically, I just want to say that Wells Fargo, do better, do better, do better.
3: That's all I have to say.
4: Well, thank you with that, Dre. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, Wells Fargo, do better. That's all I can say to that. Um, for me, I have three quick ones, and they all go back to who we just talked about not too long ago uh, with Keith Lee. Uh, first and foremost, number one, Chad Ochocinco, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Just shut up. Just, just shut up. Um. Whoa. Sh- whoa. What happened? So Chad Ochocinco made a comment about Keith Lee. Was saying that Keith Lee is essentially he has a problem with him going in and destroying our businesses and talking. Uh, cash money about our businesses about black businesses and stuff like that and blah, blah 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 he don't go talk about white businesses and stuff like that he just talking down on our stuff first and foremost Chad senko if you actually relatively paid any attention
3: yeah to any of Keith
4: Lee's videos never has he ever dissed anybody's restaurant and if you look at this situation with the old lady gang and the real Mickey and Honey as a diss because he was holding y'all accountable for the fuckery that would have went on even if that nigga didn't show up. I'm trying to figure out how you are missing the point here. But you mad at this man for quote unquote tearing down black businesses, but yet you get on a podcast, get on your podcast and talk down about a black man. Make it make sense. That response really gave shut up and run the ball. Like, because you didn't think none of that through. First and foremost, second and secondly, nigga, all you eat is McDonald's. This came out your mouth. You don't support black businesses. At least he attempted to go support that business. And then told them where they, where they misstep and where they could have done better. And you are part of the reason why McDonald's saves billions a day. You're talking about he don't, who, who is he and he's not a real food critic and this is that and the third. Guess what? He took his happy ass to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant and said that it was bad. Gordon Ramsay, the, 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 the white British man that, that, is, that had Hell's Kitchen and Master Chef and told the girl that she was an idiot sandwich. Yeah, that Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. And said that the food that he had at his establishment was garbage. So shut up. Just shut up. Like Nobody has paid you much attention since you got off the field anyways. So shut up. Moving on. Staying on the same vein of people talking cash money. I just love the people that are in the comments of the Real Milk and Honey and of Old Lady Gang. You randos. You random ass people living in Atlanta talking about Keith Lee. Better go back to where he from because before he get touched over this shit. First of all, first of fucking vol. First of ever goddamn vol. You threatening this nigga like you own the real milk and honey.
3: You threatening this nigga
4: as if you have stake in the real. Now, if you do, then sure. But the smart answer to this is if you did own it or you did have stake in it. And I'm talking directly to the business owners of milk and honey. And I'm going to touch your hand when I say this. The smart thing to do is to take accountability And tighten up where you fucking off. Because again. It doesn't require Keith Lee to come through. And say anything about your restaurant. For you to not be shit people. Or give shit service. That was a dumbass move. For y'all to get on fucking TikTok. And make a skit. When all you had to do was take accountability. For what you did. Or what your people did not do. So. To the randos that's in the comments talking about some, you was going to threaten, you, you giving death threats to Keith Lee? Bitch, the only reason you saying it is because you got a pew-pew and you was going to try to pew-pew him. But we all know for a fact, you could not go 30 seconds with that nigga. Because in case you forgot, he's a professional mixed martial arts fighter. Word.
2: I was just about to say that. Y'all got
3: him fucked up.
4: Go run that nigga record. Go look at some of his videos. He may tell you, God bless you. And he, may, he, he says he deals with social anxiety and he doesn't really interact with people that well like that because of something that may have happened to him. But you bitches ain't seeing that nigga ever. So chill on it with the death threats. It's never that serious. Which sidebar to that, I love how y'all got this type of smoke for him. Yet George Zimmerman has now been walking free in these streets for 10 whole years after he murdered a boy in cold blood because he thought that nigga was suspicious. And not one of y'all bitches that's threatened any nigga that's doing something that's positive in this community has even dared to go find and or scare the nigga straight. That's
3: a fact. you got all this smoke
4: and the boy that that shot up the church in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, from what I've been told, is still breathing. When I said last week to stop drinking the Kool-Aid of Western patriarchy, this is exhibit G and H and H. But okay, I'm gonna alphabets for a second. Exhibit I comes from my third crowd of outrages. The woman that got immediately in uh, the comments and was saying that y'all really listen to an autistic man give y'all reviews and opinions about a restaurant and y'all truly following the beef for, for real, for real.
3: Hey, love, I want to talk to you directly. What's wrong with being autistic?
4: I just want to ask that, just that question. What's wrong with being autistic? Somebody that's autistic can't make a sound decision, can't make sound decisions, period. They don't know what they like and what
3: they don't like. What's wrong with being autistic?
4: Y'all have drank the Kool-Aid of white patriarchy That says having autism is a problem and that's a bad thing. Not recognizing that a number of inventors of the things that you probably use on a daily basis were probably autistic. Some of the artists that you enjoy, whose creative work that you enjoy, autistic. ADHD, OCD, depression, anxiety, social anxiety. OCD, bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder, opposition defiance
3: disorder. Asperger's.
4: You wouldn't have a number of the things you have now if an autistic person didn't create it to make your life, your miserable ass life, any type of easy. So as a as an educator and as somebody who deals with a slew of mental health issues, this is why I keep saying that we in the community, because this was a black woman that said this, don't take mental health seriously. And why there's a problem in education. Because the fact that you were able. That you felt comfortable enough to fix your mouth to say that love. This ain't no blanket statement for everybody. But baby
3: your privilege. And your white supremacy is showing.
4: If you knew what it was like for an autistic person to live their life or somebody with ADHD to live their life or somebody that's depressed to live their life. And you may do know what those things feel like. But assuming that you don't know what that feels like, love, it's not a fun day for anybody, especially the person who has to deal with it day in and day out. So what I say to you, love, is find the nearest chair and glue your ass to it.
3: Kindly shut the fuck up and leave this man alone. And that's all I got for you this week. Sir, me, Oh, um, once again, I've completely forgot what mine was. But I think,
2: you know... Man, we need to get you some ginkgo biloba. Something, bro. Uh, I'm going to write it down, but I promise you, when they come back, i sure I have it next week. I'm, it's coming back, so... Um, that's going to be all for the study hall podcast, man. Like overall, we got to do better. We have to do better um, as a people. We have to start thinking before we speak. Like we just really have to like find ways to uplift each other. And believe it or not, to my people, criticism can be uplifting. I mm-hmm. promise you. Criticism can definitely be uplifting. Um, but anyways, it's been a Sunny Hall podcast. Uh, Martian, you got anything?
3: No, I doubt.
2: Got you. Um, and Dre had to dip a little bit earlier, but um, you can see all our socials in the description, anything like that. Reach out. Please um, feel free. Comment anything you heard uh You want to get your thoughts heard out if you have a cries of outreach make sure to uh dm study hall podcast instagram page so we can read those um and also like if you want to be a guest like um you don't necessarily have to have a phd under your belt or albums behind you anything like that like we for the people with the people and we wanna hear, you know, we want to hear from you and you feel like you wanna take part and be a part of the show, let us know and we can we can set something up. So this has been another study hall podcast with Marsh and Dre and Meeks um, yes, another week and another bang. And we will see you next time. And with that Peace. That'd be great.